Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this worship service. Some of you have heard about the young couple that were eating lunch together in a dog park in San Diego. They were social distancing, but they were not wearing face masks. And suddenly from the side, a woman approached them who was wearing a face mask, and she was angry, started shouting at them. They got into a debate. She walked away for a moment, and then she returned with a can of mace, and she sprayed the husband's face full of mace simply because he was not wearing a face mask. They got it on video, got her a license, and they're wanting charges pressed against her. And all of us recognize there is so much frustration and anger in our country today. This has been a, a crazy year, unlike any other that I've experienced in my lifetime, that you've experienced in, in your lifetime. And, and how many of you, let's just be honest for a moment, how many of you are tired of all of this? You're tired of COVID-19, you're tired of this pandemic you're tired of all the division in this country, of the of the politics and the protest. You're tired of being confused and not certain what to believe, what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is false. It just gets weary after a while, doesn't it? And and some are afraid that this is going to last a lot longer than we want it to last. It's already lasted longer than any of us wanted it to last. And and many of us who are followers of Jesus Christ desperately miss being able to go to church. And and even even if we are worshiping on Sunday, it's with smaller crowds, and there are people we're not seeing because they're not able to come out of their homes yet. And and we miss them. We miss giving hugs to one another and shaking hands with each other and fellowshipping the way we've always done, which is a big part of our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. We, we miss going to dinner with friends and having parties and some of the things that make life beautiful. And all of this is producing different feelings and emotions in us. Some, some, some of you are feeling defeated and discouraged. Some of you are frustrated and perhaps angry or uh, bitter. Some of you are maybe a little bit depressed and have just thrown up your hands and you're, you're giving up. Some of you spend all your time dreaming of what used to be, what it was like before this pandemic, what it was like last year, and, 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 and you just think about that all the time, while others of you are just kind of waiting. You're in a wait-and-see mode, waiting for the future when, when everything will be like it was, even though the truth is it probably will never be exactly the way it was. And so you're, you're just waiting. And one of my fears is that some of us are going to waste a year or two years of our lives, depending on how long this new reality exists. We're going, to, we're going to waste it either by dreaming about what was and is no more, or we're going to waste it because we're just waiting for everything to return to normal, and, and we're missing what is now. So if, if none of those are good choices, what are good choices? What can we do? And I want to encourage us today to focus on adapting to what is, adapting to this new reality and living today with purpose, living today on mission with Jesus Christ as a follower of his, living today committed to making a difference in this moment, seizing today Seizing today, not dreaming about the past, not waiting for the future, but seizing this moment. And, and yes, it may require new ways of doing things, but brothers and sisters, I want you to realize that God has me and has you in this place at this time for a reason. And we're not simply to spend our days waiting for what might be and dreaming about what was, but we are to seize this day, to seize this moment, to live with purpose in the here and now. And I want to encourage you not only to do that, 
I want to give you some, some encouragement in how to do that in the Scripture. And if you have your Bible, and I hope you do, take it and turn with me, please, to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. We're going to look in chapters 1 and 4 this morning. But an example from whom we can learn about seizing the moment and living with purpose in uncertain times, living with purpose uh, in this crazy, messed-up world is the Apostle Paul who wrote so much of our New Testament. When, when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was in the latter stages of his life. He had traveled to Jerusalem following his final missionary journey. He was now an older man. And while he was in Jerusalem, he was arrested. And he would spend the next four to five years of his life in prison. He would be transported from Jerusalem to Caesarea, a city on the Mediterranean coast, and he would spend more than two years in prison there. And then by ship, he would be, he would be sent to Rome, where he would spend another two years in prison. And while he was in prison in Rome, he wrote several letters that are part of our New Testament. One of those letters Paul wrote was the book of Philippians. I, I think about it like Martin Luther King Jr. in the 1960s when he was arrested for protesting in Birmingham. And he wrote his famous letter from the Birmingham jail. And I read that a number of years ago. And if you haven't read it, I encourage you to do so because it's got some powerful stuff in it. And so Paul is in jail. He's in prison. And he writes letters. The, the, the people in Philippi, because this was a church that Paul had started some years before. And they were concerned about him. They were worried about him being in prison. So he writes them a letter to encourage them. And what's interesting to me is that nowhere in this letter to the Philippian believers does Paul ask them to pray for his freedom. Does Paul ask them to pray that his condition will improve, that things will get better? He doesn't bemoan his, his circumstances. He doesn't, he doesn't complain about what's happened to him. I mean, here he is in the latter stages of life, four to five years in prison, and he doesn't bemoan. He doesn't complain. His response to his circumstances can teach you and me today how to respond to our circumstances. And so I want you to look with me in Philippians chapter 1 at what Paul said about his circumstances starting in verse 12. He says, now I want you to know, brethren, he wants the Philippians to know about his circumstances, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else. And that most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Paul, in talking to the Philippian believers about his situation as a prisoner in the city of Rome, doesn't bemoan, he doesn't complain. What he says is, listen, my being in prison has resulted in the advancement in the progress of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, because I am in prison, the gospel has spread. The good news has spread and more people have become believers. That by itself tells us so much about his attitude about his focus. Rather than focusing on his problems, rather than focusing on his condition, he kept his eyes on his Savior, Jesus Christ, kept his eyes on the gospel and remained focused on God's call in his life, God's purpose for his life, being on mission with Jesus Christ. 
is an amazing thing. And when the Bible here says it, it, it resulted in the progress or the advancement of the gospel, the original Greek word of the New Testament is a compound word. One means in front of, ahead or before, and the other means to cut or to chop down. It's the picture of somebody being in a wilderness and cutting down the trees and the bushes, immediately in front of them blazing a trail like years ago when Daniel Boone opened up the wilderness trail to Kentucky and the West. Paul was a pioneer. That's how he saw himself. He loved preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in places where it had never been preached or heard before. And when he was in prison, God gave him an opportunity to share the gospel with people who had not heard it, people he had not met before. He was a pioneer blazing a new trail. And when he was in that wilderness, when he was in that jungle, if you will, of the of, of imprisonment, Paul continued to share the gospel. Now, COVID-19 and this pandemic created a new reality for all of us. Things are not what they used to be. But this pandemic has also created for us unique opportunities. Unique opportunities to be on mission with Jesus and to make a difference for His gospel. In fact, Paul, when he talks about being in prison in verse 13, he said, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known well known through the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else as well. You see, the people in the city of Rome knew two things about the Apostle Paul. One, they knew he was in prison. Secondly, they knew he was in prison for the gospel, for the cause of Jesus Christ. And Jesus was a deity they had not heard about before. They didn't know anything about. And here's this man who's willing to die for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it created curiosity. And so Paul had opportunities to share the gospel. He said this has become known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard, that elite group of soldiers that guarded the palace the emperor, Nero, and other key places in the city of Rome. And these soldiers would rotate in and out guarding Paul. And, and we know from the book of Acts in chapter 28 that Paul had the freedom to have visitors while he was in prison for two years in Rome. And so many people would come and have conversations with him. And Acts tells us that he would preach the gospel. He would have conversations about Jesus. And these guards would overhear. And he would have conversations with them. And then they would go out and they would share with the others. And he's saying that the word of the gospel through what Paul did, through his faithfulness, through his focus while he was in prison, caused the gospel to spread among all of those military soldiers, all of those military officials, all of those, all of those uh, people who worked in the palace and beyond. And in fact, he says, everyone else, all the people who came to see him. So word was spreading in the city of Rome among those who were slaves and those who were in leadership and everyone in between. The gospel was spreading because in Paul's, Paul's predicament of being a prisoner, he never abandoned his mission, never gave up hope on his purpose in life, did not give in to discouragement and defeat and bemoan his condition. He seized that moment. He seized that opportunity. And the result, he said in verse 18, is that the other brethren, the other believers in the city of Rome were now more trusting in Jesus, were now bolder in their faith to share the gospel themselves. His example encouraged them to stay on mission with Jesus Christ. And then you jump over to the fourth chapter, the last chapter of Philippians. Philippians in verses 21 and 22 he talks about greeting one another but at the end of verse 22 he says all the saints greet you especially those of Caesar's household notice that 
All the saints, those who are dedicated to God, all those who belong to God, greet you, including those who belong to Caesar's household, the Roman emperor Nero. Not necessarily his immediate family, but Caesar's household would refer to any government official, any civil servant working there in the palace and in the city, government. And so Paul is saying that there are now believers among the influential people as well as the slaves and ordinary citizens in the city of Rome, all because in his darkest moment of being in prison for nearly five years, he, rather than complaining, stayed focused on being faithful to Jesus and the mission God had given him in life. Paul is our example of how to live in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic and our changed reality. Now, Rome was not the first time Paul was in prison. But years before, when Paul, on his second missionary journey, stopped in northern Greece in the city of Philippi, he shared the gospel. People were saved and a church was started. It became the church of the Philippians to whom he's writing this letter now, years later. And while he was there planting that church, there was a young woman, a slave girl, who had a, a demon possessing her, and, and, and she was a fortune teller, and she made a lot of money for her owners. And she started following Paul around, and Paul healed her. And therefore, she was no longer able to do the things she had done previously, and her owners started losing money, and they became angry and cited a, a riot, a mob, if you will. And Paul and one of his co-workers, Silas, were beaten badly and were thrown into prison because they had healed someone, because they had helped someone. And what did Paul do that time? The Bible tells us in the book of Acts that he and Silas are in jail. They're in prison. There are chains on their hands and their feet. They're shackled. And here it is at midnight, and these two followers of Jesus Christ are singing praises to God. And the Bible tells us the other prisoners were listening. God miraculously sent an earthquake. The chains fell off. The gates fell open, and they were set free. But they didn't run away. They had a conversation with the jailer, the Philippian jailer. And he gave his heart to Jesus. He took them to his house and his whole family accepted Jesus. And Paul and Silas baptized this jailer and his family. And the church grew all because years earlier when Paul was in prison that time, he didn't bemoan, he didn't complain, he kept his eyes on Jesus, he praised and worshiped Jesus, he shared the gospel, and God did a miraculous work. He seized the moment rather than losing hope and losing heart and giving up and being defeated by the hardships that he was in. Enduring. He seized the moment for the glory of Jesus Christ. Now we move ahead several years. Paul has finished his missionary travels and he's in, his, he's in Jerusalem for one last visit. And a mob attacks him. He's viciously beaten. He's injured and he's bleeding. And Roman soldiers who were stationed there to keep the peace rescued him. They are carrying, literally carrying his body up the steps. He's been beaten so badly. And the book of Acts tells us as they got to the top of those steps, Paul begged the soldiers to allow him to stand there for a moment and talk to the very Jews who had just beaten him near death to speak to them about Jesus. And he stands there and he shares his testimony. He shares his story. He tells them about being on the Damascus Road and coming to faith in Jesus Christ and what God had called him to do. Think about the boldness of this man. Think about the, the, the commitment of this man to the work of God, to the cause of Christ, that, that he stood there bleeding and hurting and shared the love of Jesus Christ with the very people who had just beaten him into a bloody pulp. 
Well, the soldiers eventually sent him to Caesarea that I mentioned a moment ago, that city on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And he would spend the next two plus years in prison there. And the book of Acts tells us over several chapters that on different occasions, Paul had audiences with different kings and governors and government officials and military officials and prominent citizens. And every time he had one of those audiences, every time they brought him out of his cell, rather than defending himself, Paul focused on sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He never took his eyes off his mission in life, his calling from Jesus in life. And the result was God gave him the opportunity to share the gospel with kings and governors that otherwise he would never have had an audience with. After two plus years, they send him from Caesarea to Rome by a large ship. In fact, there are nearly 300 people on that ship. And just below the island of Cyprus in the Mediterranean Sea, they encounter a vicious storm, and it blows that ship off course. And according to the book of Acts, that storm lasted for two weeks with heavy rain and strong winds, and, and they can't fight it. They just let the wind and the waves carry the ship. They end up being shipwrecked on the island of Malta. And what does Paul do? The book of Acts tells us that while he was on the island of Malta, he was able to share the gospel with the leading citizens and all the inhabitants of that island. In fact, it tells us that all the people on that ship, the 270-some people on that ship, heard the gospel. Because again, rather than complaining to God about why, and rather than throwing up his hands and giving up and bemoaning his conditions, whatever circumstance he found himself in, he kept his eyes on Jesus Christ. He stayed true to God's call on his life. And he shared the gospel and people were saved and lives were changed because Paul said, I'm going to be obedient to Jesus Christ, whatever the circumstances of my life. And then he arrives in Rome where he would spend another two years in prison. You read some about that in the last chapter of the book of Acts. And what did Paul do in Rome? It's what we talked about a moment ago. He wrote these letters to churches, Philippians, Colossians, and others, encouraging those believers. What did Paul do while he was in prison in Rome? He shared the gospel with those guards, the Praetorian guards, the elite guards of the of, of Nero's uh, palace. And, and, and people throughout the city heard about Jesus because when he was in prison there, rather than fearing for his life, he kept talking about Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. I know we're living in a new reality. And I know some of us are discouraged and frustrated. Some may be angry. Some may have given up. Paul would never do that. Paul never did that. And you and I can learn some valuable lessons from his example. For instance, here's one lesson I want all of us to know. Reality can change quickly, and ours has. Reality can change quickly, but our purpose... Our reason for being as followers of Jesus Christ never changes. Even when reality around us changes, why we are here does not change. Think about this. In one day, in one day, the Apostle Paul went from being a free man to being a prisoner. In one day, he went from being someone who could choose where he wanted to go and preach under the leadership of the Holy Spirit to having absolutely no say over where he went to share the gospel. What did he do? He shared the gospel where he was. Wherever the soldiers sent him, he shared the gospel. He knew that his mission, his calling, his purpose had not changed, even though his reality had changed. 
COVID-19 and this pandemic of 2020 has changed my reality and your reality. It's changed our plans and routines. It's changed our way of doing things. But the one thing it has not changed is who we are. We are followers of Jesus Christ. The one thing it has not changed is why we exist, what our purpose is. It is to love God and to love people and to make disciples. It is to share the gospel and to strengthen one another. It is to love and serve our community and the lost to be on mission with Jesus Christ. That has not changed. Now, how we do it, has changed. Faith doesn't mean we have to go back and do it the way we used to do it. Faith means we are committed to Jesus Christ and we will find a way to do it in our new reality. That's what Paul did and that's what you and I need to do. So that's the first lesson. The second lesson from Paul's experience is this. Circumstances are powerful. Circumstances are powerful. Paul had no power to free himself from prison. No power to free himself from those chains that bound his body. Circumstances are powerful. We cannot change COVID-19. We can't change this pandemic, this reality. Circumstances are powerful. But, my brothers and sisters, but our choices as the people of God are more powerful. We can choose to be bold for Jesus Christ. We can be, we can choose to stay focused on our mission as the people of God. We, we, we can choose to be faithful to Jesus Christ, to have a positive attitude. Even if we have to do all these things in a new way, we can choose to do them in a new way. We can choose to read the Bible every day and grow in our walk with Jesus Christ. We can choose to, to be intentional about connecting with other believers. And yes, we may not be able to do it like we used to in large Sunday school classes, but there's a way. We can find a way. We can choose to do it because it matters and it's important to us and God wants us to do that. That's what Paul did. He never allowed his circumstances to dictate whether or not he was obedient to his calling. Circumstances changed how he did it, but did not change his commitment to the calling to share the gospel of Jesus and to strengthen the people of God. There's a third lesson from Paul's experience, and it's this. Looking backwards, looking backwards will lead to failure. Looking backwards will lead to defeat. But looking up, looking up, and looking ahead, looking forward, will lead to effectiveness and to the blessings of God. And you and I, as the people of God, and you as an individual follower of Jesus Christ, have to choose which one you're going to do. Are you going to spend your time looking back and dreaming about the past and therefore missing the opportunity that is immediately in front of us, not seizing this moment, not seizing this day, not seizing this opportunity? Or are we going to look up to our Lord and look ahead knowing that He's on the throne? He still has a purpose for us and we can still be obedient and faithful and we can do things today that make a difference. Even if we're doing them differently than we've ever done them, we can still do something for the cause of Christ and we can do something to grow as followers of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a choice. I am so thankful that the beloved Apostle Paul, almost five years in prison, didn't give in to despondency, didn't give in to fear, 
did not give in to hopelessness, did not give in to despair, to bitterness, to anger, and to frustration, didn't throw up his hands and say, I quit. I'm just going to wait for a better day. I'm just going to dream about what used to be. Paul didn't do that. He seized the moment to be on mission with Jesus Christ and my brothers and my sisters. Oh, with all my heart, I urge you to do likewise. I know it can be challenging, but it is so much better. It is so much more blessed to serve Jesus today. I, I don't know if I'm going to have tomorrow. I don't know how many tomorrows I'm going to have. I don't know what any of them are going to be like. So I cannot, I cannot, and I choose not to spend my life waiting for what I don't even know is going to be. Instead, like the Apostle Paul, I choose, and I'm asking you to choose, to keep our eyes on Jesus and serve Him today. Yes, we're doing it differently. Can't do it the way we used to. That's okay. But be faithful in our moment. This is the moment God has given us. Let us do everything we can to grow in Jesus. To grow in Jesus. Everything we can to be on mission with Jesus. On mission with Jesus. Let us be people of faith. People of obedience. Let us be people who follow the example of Paul. So that we can say, yes, that imprisonment was hard. Yes, COVID-19 and the pandemic was hard. But because of our staying focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the midst of it, we saw the gospel advance. We saw the kingdom of God grow. And personally, I grew as well. A hard time, yes. But what a blessing that I grew and I could be faithful to Jesus. And so can you. That's my urging to you today, brothers and sisters. Our pastors would love to pray with you about your walk with Jesus. We'd love to pray with you about your life as a disciple. And there's a number on the screen, 803-310-4455. Text the word Jesus to that number and let us know the spiritual decision you're wanting to make. If you have a prayer request, text the word prayer to that number and let us know then how we can be praying with you. We want to do that brothers and sisters God bless you you have a blessed day a blessed week and even though the first half of 2020 has been different you be determined to make the second part of 2020 a year when you grow spiritually and a year when you make a difference for Jesus Christ God bless you we'll see you next Sunday